You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Abby. You're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes or less. <laughs> Welcome back, V. We missed you. When yes. I, say v, I guess I mean I missed you. That was yeah. really weird. <laughs> well, you win. You, my, I miss you, too. Yeah. Your imaginary friend. Now, I miss you, too. It felt weird taking a little some time off. But, I mean, I guess with that time off comes new friends. And as in new friends, I mean Gina Kehoe. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, I even put, like, I think I was saying, talking about it last week. I'm like, uh, Vanessa's off in Cabo, which, one, jealous of that, and two, she's just hanging out with Gina. So, I mean, you and I talked about this numerous times in Nashville. We probably, I probably remember 50% of the things you said, some of it alcohol-related, probably. <laughs> but, I mean, it sounds like she's, like, one of the nicest people. Oh, she's super nice, very approachable, very friendly. She truly, like... I'm not just saying this to fangirl, but we hung out with each other at the pool. I bought her a skinny girl margarita. We chatted about where she's at with her life. She's, um, she is living in Kodo. She is in real estate. Uh, she's single. And we. I kind of just, I wanted to give her, I didn't want to immediately like fangirl too hard and talk about housewives or even mention the podcast or any of that stuff because I didn't want to scare her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super fan. Tell me everything. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to just, I, I mean, I want to be genuine. She's a human being like you and I, so she deserves that authenticity too. So she was very kind and asked about my life and family. We talked a little bit about her upbringing and we talked a lot about baseball. She's rooting for the Astros. So I'm rooting for the Astros and I'm sure you <laughs> are, especially giving the nationals and cardinals not to bring up yeah although effect. i am kind of going for the nationals because max scherzer um grew up in st louis went to parkway central and um he played at mizzou and now he's pitching in the world series oh yeah yeah kyle is i think also rooting for the nationals but so she did so when we did talk housewives she did say that she would come back she'd be open to it if they paid her enough, of course. And she also said that she feels like they need like a younger, fresher crop of OC girls. Like with her daughter, Ooh. Kara, she said that would be fun. That would but be fun. She was fun. It just like talking to her just brought me back to her time on the season. And, 
she is a chatty Kathy and has a lot of stories. And I was just like, honestly, sitting at the pool, like my face was smiling, but I was internally screaming and saying, what the fuck is happening right now? Is this real life? But it was really, it was really cool. So, so did you eventually tell her about the podcast? Because I know BravoCon came up. She's going to be there for anyone listening. Yes. Yes. She will right. be there. Yeah, she will be there. So did I did eventually mention it. I said, actually, I don't even know. It came up organically, but I basically was like, yeah, I actually do have a podcast and an Instagram and um, I'm diehub Bravo. I'm actually going to BravoCon. And then I, she's like, oh, I'll be there. And I don't even know if that's been formally announced, actually. So breaking news, if you didn't know already, <laughs> Gina... Hot tea. She's going to be at BravoCon. So I'm really, exci- I'm really excited about that. So I don't know. I might try to reach out to her and maybe we'll meet up again. I mean, I feel like we have to get a real mom's a Bravo pick with Gina now. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I guess now speaking former OC housewife, going into current housewives, this was a bananas episode. And I say bananas, let's be honest. It was (laughs) a lot of lady pool dipping. A lot of lady pool dipping. Honestly, I watched it right after we had, you and I had a fun weekend in Nashville. And a lot of the moments reminded me of this weekend in Nashville. So, yeah, confession. (laughs) I've never, up until Nashville, like truly made out with a girl. Like I've pecked a girl. I think you and I, like when you say hello, sometimes if I'm like in the mood, I'll kiss somebody on the lips, like very friendly. Um, you and I have kissed on the lips. Vanessa has very <laughs> pillowy lips for those wondering. Um, but no, we were out in Nashville on Broadway, li- listening to some live music. And one of our friends came up to me, gave me a hug and went in to like, give me a kiss. And I was like, Oh, no big deal. And then she stuck her tongue out. So I pulled back and she was like, I'm really offended. You pulled away. And I was like, well, you stuck your tongue out. This was a little uncomfortable. She was like, Oh, I'm sorry. So then she went back in for it. And so I'm like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> And we packed, but then she slid, slipped her tongue in my mouth. So I like, <laughs> I, I made out with a girl for the very first time. Oh my god! It, it was it, watching the episode and having that moment play back in my mind from this past weekend made it hilarious. Honestly, it was funny. It was a, it was a good time. We Abby and I had a really good time in Nashville. If y'all couldn't tell, I had a really good time. Uh, so I love this episode because I was so excited to see Megan King Edmonds, but I don't like that they tried to make it sound like she didn't know these women. It seemed very staged. It did seem very staged. And honestly, I also thought it was funny. I don't know. A couple of things. One, I don't know why Jim would ever cheat someone who looks that good in a denim jumpsuit. I think there's zero people who could wear a denim jumpsuit like she that. Looks, I mean, her body is insane. And I've actually seen her in person recently at the New Orleans airport. Uh, and she is like, she was wearing a sleeveless shirt. She's like really fit, but like really tiny and toned. Yes. No, I didn't get that. And then also, I mean, I didn't realize. So I, I honestly, I don't think I watched the seasons with Megan on it. So I'll let you kind of comment on that feeling stage. But I did feel like her interactions did feel kind of forced with some of the women. I definitely got that impression. But that's kind of how she was on the show. She sort of inserted her into herself into stuff. I think she's just like everyone thinks I have some investigative skills. She goes deep, like private investigator. Like she, she was the one who started to expose the whole Brooks doesn't have cancer thing and like Facebook friended ex-girlfriends and all like she went deep into it. So a part of me was like, oh, I guess that's just in her nature, but I think they should just made it seem like, Oh yeah, I remember you because 
she kept saying to Emily, like, I don't know you. I know we've just met. I don't know you. Like, you know, it was first when I just met. And she's like, you seem upset about something. And then the bathroom. Yeah. I got the impression that Gina really did not know Megan because she kept being like, I don't even know you. But it's funny. She said, like, I don't even know you. And I don't know why you're talking about my business. Like, I don't even know you. Like, I don't get it. But then yeah. then Emily storms off and she's talking to Megan about the business. So I'm like, what is it now, Gina? That whole yeah. situation. And I know you and Jess talked about it last week. Fucking stupid. And I don't even want to give it any time. The fight. Because it's the dumbest argument I've ever seen. Not on oh. Full Housewives, because I'm sure that there's something dumber, but one of the <laughs> <Okay>. top five. <laughs> I also, like, didn't understand why Tamara was so big into the whole penises on a train. I get she's trying to make a pun and a joke with Kelly Dodd apparently letting eight guys run a train on her. But I, it was if it was my 50th birthday, I would be like, uh, I don't want this to be a bachelorette penis fest. Like, I just want a birthday party. Yeah, no, it was, it did feel a lot like a bachelorette party. It got, they got really drunk. I actually, and I think they were drinking on the train, but I was expecting a little more boozing on the train. I have no idea how long of a train ride that is, but I would just imagine it's short, maybe an hour. Uh, I think it might be a little slightly longer. I'm trying to remember when my friend Lauren lived in San Diego and she went to LA once for like a sporting event. She said like distance wise it should only take like slightly over an hour to get there but because of traffic it can take up to like three or four so i'm thinking by train maybe like an hour and a half or two hours yeah yeah someone but, will tell us someone. yeah i know someone be like you are so we'll, wrong that's a 25 minute train ride but we'll, we'll google yeah. it afterwards but it was just a weird i felt like it had potential to be a cue without the penises like, if they took away all the penises, it would have been, like, a fun theme, in my opinion. I will say, and I was trying to, like, think of a meme about this to post, but then I was like, I don't really know if I want to throw blowjobs out there on our um, Instagram. But Bronwyn, I know you made a note about this, too. Bronwyn hating BJs. I was like, yes, girl. Like, who does – who? what married people do BJs? I I don't know. I don't know. I know, I know a few who only do it when they're on their period. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I don't uh, know. I I don't even, and I don't know who enjoys it. I mean, and honestly, guys, if you do, don't tell us because I'm not even gonna have it because I don't get it. I'm never gonna get no. it. I also will say there's a big difference in doing a BJ to get things going and doing a BJ to completion. I think I've maybe given like three to completion in my life. Oh really? Well, I just don't. I don't see the speak point. Speak for yourself. I mean, I. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> You're like, speak for yourself. I've given hundreds to complete. No, them. I wouldn't say I've <laughs> given hundreds, but <laughs> more than more three. than three, less than a hundred. Yes, for those, for those yes. Guys. <laughs> um, but maybe the reason why Bronwyn hates BJ so much is because she'd rather be with the be with the lady. Her and Tamara, their making out was constant. It was okay. So at first, at the dinner, they started like that. Dinner was pretty drunk and pretty and that to me felt like a bachelorette party dinner because I've been to a bachelorette parties where people get so sloppy and they're taking shots and and doing all of that but then they started kissing and at first I was like haha funny and then when Tamara revealed that she thinks about Bronwyn when she's having sex with her husband I'm like what is happening here it was a weird shift it was like a it, weird shift. And then the dynamic between Emily and Gina having a heart to heart and then Tamara and Bronwyn making out with each other was very strange. There was just a lot going on. And I'm trying to remember what account posted this and I'll find it and post it to our stories. But there was a woman, if you notice, she was like filming, taking pictures. She followed the ladies around the entire day. 
And the person who posted it put like, this lady is all of us. But it's, go back and watch this woman's facial expression. She's the one wearing like the, like red and like blue striped shirt. It like, it was so funny. But like in the scenes where they're making out, she's just like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, and they didn't stop. It was all night. No, it was all night. I did think one thing that was kind of annoying and was Vicky. Vicky, I thought Kelly Dodd's assessment of Vicky was perfect. And I do think it's hilarious that Vicky's acting so like prude and to all of that. I'm not saying I want to see two girls make it out, but the way she was reacting, I was like, oh, really, Vicky? Like, I thought the editors did a good job. Thank you, editors, for bringing back the moments when Vicky flashed her tits at dinner. Yeah, well, and yeah. I, she was also, I thought she seemed kind of small-minded. Like, in today's age, I think we know that, like, some people aren't just into women, aren't just into men. Like, there's a lot of different sexual orientations out there. And when she was like, I mean, what is it? Does Tamara like girls? Or does she like boys? She's married. She likes boys. Why would she kiss a girl? It's like, I, there's, I think there's more to it. She just sounds so, like, old and small-minded. And I'm kind of like, this is why it's time for you to get off this show, Grandma. Because, like... People are going to be making out and maybe not because they're sexually like aroused by a girl, but they just wanted to, to have a little fun. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of like, just let people do them. Like you don't have to go to bed with it at night. Like just let people do it. I mean, it is when it's in your face, I kind of get it, but that make out progress, continue to progress. My favorite little moment though at the dinner was Tamara was drunk and telling this waiter that Bronwyn is her girlfriend. She's like, Bronwyn, this is my girlfriend, Bronwyn. And the, the male waiter looked at her and said, cool. And like, kept yeah. walking. <laughs> I'm, could you imagine? They must be the most obnoxious table to serve. Oh my God, the most obnoxious. Had they not had the Bravo crew there, they would have definitely gotten kicked out. Oh, I'm sure. The other thing too, just going back to Vicky that I think is interesting is like, this is now becoming her story. I think she, one, she said, we posted about this. And people went crazy on the comments. Like, I think this is the most commented post we've had in our almost year of having an account. But um, she is now kind of saying for the show she created, which is not true. A lot of people have said, you know, she did create it with her son. Her son found an ad and told her to respond to it. That's She did not create the show. Um, she helped get some other women in there, and she's probably helped recruit a lot. But she's saying that's why she wants to get off the show, is that it's all about being raunchy. And I mean, she's the one who talks about how she has to have sex all the time. Like, I, I don't like that this is going to be her story. And now she's saying, like, that's why she's been demoted. Because she's, you know, not going to be out there having, like, raunchy sexual stuff going on. Well, and no one is doing that. And honestly, her comments about Bronwyn. So then after the dinner, they go to a little club and, like, are dancing and having fun. And I honestly did not say anything wrong with Bronwyn's dancing. No, she kept saying Bronwyn just wants attention. I think Vicky's jealous that Bronwyn's getting a lot of attention. Oh, my God. And, like, honestly, like, you and I have talked about this before. And even Denise Richards, who to me is more Hollywood than a lot of the housewives. Yeah. I bet Bronwyn has truly, like, stolen the show with OC. Like, if you removed her from the equation, there would be, like, no season without her. Because she's such a talking point. We talk about her all the time. She is yeah. super nice. She just, but it's just kind of wild. I've never seen, like, a newcomer, like really take over the storylines like that no it's a good comparison of Bronwyn to Denise because I feel like Denise helped save Beverly Hills and Bronwyn is saving OC right now oh 1000 percent yeah so I don't know maybe we'll do a poll and see if you guys like to make out with your lady friends for fun I don't know (laughs) (laughs) um that would be interesting I would I want to see the results of this I'm thinking it's going to be kind of 50 50 yeah just knowing what we saw in Nashville (laughs) 
50 50 50 although i'd be like i would say like there's two people that like enjoy making out with their friends when they're drunk and then like four innocent victims um but yes so one season though that does not need our city that does not need any saving need any saving is dallas i you guys like this is making me want to jump on potomac because everyone's like you need to watch dallas we say it every time but it, maybe it's because it's new to us. I just feel like the dynamic of these women, it's like right when I think I have it figured out, it changes. Oh, so wow. absolutely. It was, and it's always so entertaining. Like I find myself like, I think it's easy as diehard housewife fans. You, and this is reality TV too. You watch it because you can kind of mentally check out and it doesn't take much thinking. You can multitask and know exactly what's going on. With Dallas, I actually like don't want to be on my phone. I actually want to watch it. Yeah. Like it has my attention. No, I completely agree. And I, and some of it too, is like, I'm learning these characters. Like I thought I kind of had Cameron figured out. And I think she's just like, oh, she's just kind of really prissy, prim and proper, but she can be a girl's girl. And I'm starting to not like her as much after her confrontation with Steph. Yeah. I mean, she didn't let Stephanie talk. And I actually thought in looking at it, I was like, Stephanie really handled herself well. She was keeping it cool. I can understand how Cam would have been hurt by that comment. However, when you she ended it and had her listen and said that we're going to move on from it and like let's be cool, and then later on you we see in the episode that she's really not. I'm kind of like, then why didn't you just say you're not cool with it? You know what I mean? Like, I think Cameron is a surface person just in general. Like, I think she's really proud of the fact that she married a Westcott and she's super rich because of it. They're a very well-to-do, generationally wealthy family in Dallas. And I just wonder, sometimes I think, like, I look in those worlds and there's people that I, you know, you run into somebody who married somebody super rich or who grew up in a very wealthy family. And it seems like they just don't have a lot of genuine friendships. You're just friends with other people that have a lot of money and you all get around and just talk about, like, all the things you're buying. I like, I don't think she knows how to have a real friendship with someone. And even as Steph was trying to talk to her and be like, like saying how she felt, it was like Cameron just kept going back to the one thing that you didn't stand up when Brandy got in my face. It just, I feel like she's just never had a real friend. Yeah. No, I, I could kind of see that. And it was just also weird too around Cam's side. She's like, I just worked out with you on Monday and now you're telling me all this stuff. And it's like, well, one, you don't talk when you're working out at the gym. <laughs> and two if you I don't know just if you're truly a friend I don't know well, what I, a I classic example though I thought like she's saying like we are not surface friends I've worked so hard for this to be a real relationship and then she goes I mean we work out every Monday to me that is the definition of a surface level friend if we only see each other in a Pilates class or a workout class but you don't text me we don't go to coffee we don't talk on the phone to me, that is a surface level friend. Oh, for sure. And it kind of makes sense to me, though, that Cam and Leanne are like good friends. Yeah. Because I feel like they have like a fluffy, they have fun. Like they don't really get, even though Leanne likes to talk about her past a lot, I'll let you all decide how you feel about that, but how she brings it up and talks about it a lot. I feel like Cam, since she is, does come across a little more surface level and doesn't really get deep, they kind of have a fluffier relationship that makes it easier. And they always think people are pitting against them, or so it seems. Yeah, I I agree. I also, like, it's like Cam thinks because she felt judged, then nobody else did. Because Stephanie was trying to say she felt judged by Cameron. She was like, no, no, you were judging me. It it can be a two-way street. It was just so weird. But 
The other thing that I just can't get past is the number of events that Leanne's having, but more than that, the way she's picking and choosing the guest list. It's like, oh my God, that had my mind blowing. One, I didn't know it was a Texas thing to have so many fucking wedding events. I would be pissed if I had to attend that many events. And I would be even more pissed if I found out I only got invited to some of them. And then she was backpedaling and trying to make it sound like she didn't even invite Carrie, which was at the ghost house. And we'll get into that. But it was just so odd to hear like, yeah, who was going to what and who got invited. I don't understand the point of having a lingerie party and a bachelorette. Usually you kind of do them together. You do like a kind of a little lingerie gift giving and then you go out for the night. It just seems like she's just breaking up events into multiple things. It could just be a whole day. Well, yeah, and I think she kept saying it at her bachelorette party, and I guess I kind of give her a little bit credit to that. She's being very, very extra, and she's like, I waited 51 years to get married, so here I am. Like, I'm going to really whoop it up, and if I want to wear lingerie at 51 because I still look good, like, I, I kind of feel like that's, like, where her mentality is. I don't personally get it when it comes to a wedding, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, like, that's kind of how I think she's justifying it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just feel like, too, it almost, like, just perpetuates the whole thing of, like, it's, like, the longer you wait, the the bigger and the, be- like, better you get to do that kind of stuff. I just feel like, so does that mean somebody who got married at, like, 25 doesn't get to, only deserves one shower? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know if I, like, I, I don't necessarily like that, but I think, I mean, she is just kind of owning it. I think just say, I want to have a big bunch of events because I like to party. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Good for you. Yeah. That penis but, cake, though, before we talk about the fight, that penis cake was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's okay. So, typically, those things at bachelorettes are like not, I mean, some, it's like somebody making a homemade penis cake. And it's, yes, my friend, is, my friend, um, Kelly is known for that at bachelorette parties. She has a penis say, mold. She have, yeah, she has yes. a penis mold. Yeah. And so, typically, they're like, you know, homemade, it's funny, whatever. That was like a beautiful penis cake. <laughs> hilarious it was riding it like a car okay i'm easily amused and like a little kid (laughs) Uh, no i loved it what did you think about carrie though bringing up deandra to leanne she shouldn't have said anything at the bachelorette party i think that was like let her have the bachelorette party you i don't disagree with where carrie is coming from but i felt like her delivery was awful like i don't think it's your place to do that at the party. She does have a good point. Like why am I invited and versus Deandra and all that stuff. But when it, anytime you're at someone's event, especially for their wedding, I feel like lips are sealed. You put on a smile and you go with it, whether you agree with it or not. Yeah. I just, that's not the time to bring. Yeah. Like you said, it's not the time to bring it up and just let, like, let her have her moment. And I felt like she kept saying like, I've waited 51 years and I did feel bad that she's waited that long and her bachelorette is kind of being shadowed by a not so fun topic. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I did see like the point that Carrie was trying to make, but also that friendship is really between Deandra and Leanne and you can't like, no matter how much you explain it, it's like relationships with people. There's people who are in relationships with each other that you don't get or understand or understand why they may still be together, but it's ultimately between them, those two people. So I kind of feel like that with Leanne and Deandra. Yeah. From an outside perspective, like all the points she was making makes a lot of sense, but there's a lot of history there. So I, I just don't feel like it's her place to, jump in like in that way i get the point she was trying to make especially the point she the only point with her that i like truly was like yeah you uh, really got a good point it's like why am i invited versus someone else but then like if you 
feel that way and feel weird to be invited and you're clearly not enjoying being at any of these events, then don't go. And I was really proud of Stephanie for standing up. And when she said this, I was like, of course, Deandra isn't invited. That totally makes sense. The reason why Leanne and Deandra are not friends is because Deandra kept implying that Leanne's now husband, but at the time fiance had been cheating on her. And she kept just saying it over and over again and was trying to get Leanne to almost admit it. Like, yeah, I know it. And she, I think at one point from what I've heard and seen, like from old clips, she basically said like, you just need to own the fact that he's doing this. So obviously anything related to their wedding, is going to be like, bring up some of those feelings because Leanne is, basically saying, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. It would be hard then to invite the one person who would not let it go that she thought he was cheating on you to something celebrating that union. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it was, but I mean, there was, so I feel like in any other housewife city, that just would have been the end of the episode. It would just been all about the bachelorette party. We would have had the little Cameron and stuff, little breakfast meetup. And then that was the end. But in Dallas, like they said, they like to do it big. They then decide to go to this creepy-ass ghost house. I would shit a brick if I did that. So I believe in ghosts. I watched an episode of Sally, Jessica Raphael, which I don't know how I managed to get my hands okay, on the remote. I really did that. not see it going this way. No, yes. <laughs> Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Ghost. Yes. Sally, Jesse, Raphael. I was like in, I don't know, it was like summer. I feel like I was like before third grade. I was in elementary school. I was watching <laughs> the episode of daytime television, which again, I don't know how I managed to get my hands on the remote. But anyhow, it was about ghosts. And ever since then, I'm like been a firm believer, especially the success. I just believe in it. I believe in spirits. I live in a haunted house, a haunted home, I should say, in a house, sorority house. So I, I believe it and I would feel freak out i would not do that wait kappa was haunted yes oh want to tell me more later but i do believe in that stuff too and for those who are from st louis you probably like hear about this a lot but st louis is really weird about things with ghosts like i like a lot of kids i guess growing up in other places knew of ouija boards and played with them and i remember seeing one in a movie one time and asking my mom like what is that why i've never seen one she's like, oh, no one in St. Louis buys those. So for those not from St. Louis, the exorcism, the movie, was inspired by true events that happened in St. Louis at St. Louis University Hospital. The floor in which it happened is boarded up. No one is allowed in there. Like, it's super creepy. And apparently there's just a lot of ghosts in St. Louis in general. It's a very old city. And um, people don't do Ouija boards because they're afraid of reaching out to that other world. That's crazy. I did not know any of that, actually. So that's bananas um, to me. I like to think, though, like, I like to think when I think about ghosts and spirits and the afterlife, I like to think of them as being more friendly than, like, same. exorcism and scary. Um, Outside of, like, the sixth sense when you're just, like, help me solve a crime, I feel like it depends on how they go, I guess. But I think it's more just people, like, letting us know they're okay or, like, I don't feel like like a stranger who was like murdered by her husband is going to come like haunt me, but maybe like my grandma <laughs> might pop in and say hi sometime, you know? Yeah. I'm with you. Like Brandy's and said, yeah. don't, don't smoke cigarettes. I mean, what a smart grandma looking out for her <laughs> granddaughter, making sure she's not smoking some heaters and getting lung cancer. No, I but agree. It, the whole thing was just hilarious. And then I felt like it was funny because it seemed like, 
you could tell who believed in it, who didn't, and who just like wanted to scream just to be like playing into the whole like scared little girl thing. But when the ball rolled back, I loved that they cut to Leanne. She was like, "Oh my god, the ball rolled back." I, that was pretty fake. Yeah, no, I thought. It, I mean, I honestly like if I were there, I would totally believe it. I would have, I would have freaked the fuck out. What did you think though? So basically, Deandra and Brandy decide to go like hunt for ghosts. They were like, "We're gonna go through this house." And we're going to find ourselves some ghosts because they didn't really want to be involved in the conversation between Carrie and Leanne. And so Carrie starts talking about like, she kind of had a nuts crazy childhood that like her mom basically took her to Mexico because she was divorcing because her mom was divorcing her father and wanted to make sure her father couldn't get custody of her. And I don't know. It was just, I mean, that's, that's a pretty big thing. No, it's crazy. And I felt like, and I, I am not minimizing being a victim of sexual abuse, either as a child or as an adult. But it just seems like anytime someone says, like, if someone's like, oh, tell me about, like, you know, what, like, your life growing up. And if I was like, oh, my parents got divorced. Like, oh, well, what age were you when you got your your parents got divorced? Like, oh, I was 19. She's like, I had been raped for six years by that. Like, it's just like, she doesn't let anybody, it's like, she's always got to have the, like, this game of, like, my childhood was worse than yours. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in that moment, and I agree with you, we don't want to minimize anything that she's gone through. And I would imagine that's something that will forever stay with you no matter what. Like, it's you're somewhat damaged from that. And it's just how you respond to it afterwards. But I don't think in that moment, and I, and I think this is where I think Leanne is semi misunderstood I don't agree with her way of doing it but I think in Leanne's eyes this is her way of connecting with Carrie like an attempt to connect you know if you look at it from that angle but she delivers it terribly like That's it's a really more, good point. Maybe she's I, saying like I had a rough childhood too. Like I th- yeah, and let's I, bond. Yeah. Yes, I think it's like kind of her way to bond to people because usually those types of experiences can bring people together. However, I think given their previous interactions and everything, it was delivered poorly and terribly. And I think Leanne, had she truly felt that way, and that was her intent to bond with Carrie, it's, they should have like gotten coffee later. You know, like when people have like those heart to hearts when yeah. either they're drunk or like well, girls like, weekend. It Bethany, was just the wrong timing. Bethany and Ramona, um, when they went up to visit the Countess, they didn't go to drive out to that place. It was like 30 minutes away for the weird cabaret. And they stayed at that bar and they started bonding over the fact that like they had really rough childhoods and they didn't have very strong, you know, parental figures. And, um, it was really like touching. And I think maybe that you're right. Leanne just doesn't know how to, how to do that, but it was just, I don't know. It was kind of weird, but I do think Carrie handles herself well because she said something and Leanne goes, was that directed at me? And Carrie said, no. And then Leanne said, well, a lot of people say that about me and Carrie without missing a beat goes, well, is it true? I just think she like, she's quick. She is quick on her feet. And I feel like, Carrie is looks at Leanne and is like, I'm not buying any of your shit or your bullshit and I'm going to like call you out on it. It's kind of how I take all their interactions. <laughs> it's like she wants to be the one to like catch her. Like when she caught her in the lie about the invitation, she's immediately in a, a confessional talking about it. Like I just feel like <laughs> that she was has so this dumb. zero bullshit meter with um, Leanne. I mean, when she's like, did you know 30% of the mail gets lost? Yours must have gotten lost in the mail. I mean, I thought she was joking, and that literally was her, her, like, her excuse. Like, your invitation got lost in the mail. Who, like, who, who really says, says that? that? Who says that? I guess someone who was raised as a carny, and you, like, per- always lie. Like, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I 
I always forget she was a carny. Like, yeah. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> just so I feel like nobody ever really is a carny, but she she legit. No, she yeah, claims she it. Was. She was. She claims it, man. She claims it. Um, next week's episode looks really good, and the fact that the bunny is named Play Playboy Bun 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 Bun. I love that. Well, it kind of rhymes, too. They're like, Playboy Bun Bun Redmond. Like, I don't know. Bun Bun Redmond kind of rhymes. I Anytime people do over-the-top funerals for their pets, it just makes me giggle a little bit because like, sometimes, like, you know, when you're having a bad day and then you see something on the news and you're like, okay, like, I need to get over myself. These are the people that I'm like, they literally have no grasp of reality. Like, to be sobbing that much over a pet, and I get pets are very important, but they're like people who's like husbands, children, like parents are dying of like terminal cancer like i think bun bun passing away probably didn't need the huge service that it did no no but i feel like it's probably more for the kids <laughs> yeah but so. it's also so to me i just think that stuff's so hilarious because you just look at it and you're like all right these this is just it's good tv it's extra it's extra 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 well this brings us to as everyone knows one of our favorite parts of the podcast where we give a shout out of the week and this week's shout out is going to the Duchess, Meghan Markle, not only because she's being so honest. She was in an interview and we posted it over the weekend. Um, we'll post it again. It truly was heartbreaking watching it because you can see she's fighting back tears. She's fighting back emotion. She clearly is having some postpartum struggles. I don't really want to like diagnose it and say it's depression or anxiety, but there's something, there's some postpartum struggles going on there. But I think for me, the saddest part was when the, she said to the interviewer, like she's trying to figure out how to best answer it and she wants to be honest. And you could tell she was being honest. But she said, well, I guess thank you for asking me if I'm okay because not a lot of people have. And it made me so oh sad. So sad. And, you know, I really applaud her for being honest. And you have to think too, like she just – I mean, she's been in the spotlight, but to that level of spotlight, like they just got married. Like it's all happened very rapidly. And on top of that, being a new mother who may be dealing with some postpartum, who has received so much backlash from the British press to like dealing with this new life where you're not supposed to like, it's looked down upon to like have feelings and smile. <laughs> like there's all this protocol of what you're supposed to do, not do. And I just, I just wanted to give her the biggest hug, but I also, I loved, it made me also like love her and like want to support her. Like I almost like would want to fight anyone who <laughs> tried to like come for Meghan Markle because oh, I, I, she I, just seems human. She just seems very human and real. Been, and yeah, she's a new mom, a new wife. She was talking about like, she's trying to do all this. And then do it in the public eye. But also on top of that, like British tabloids are just so relentless and hard on people. Like I was looking up different stories because like there's times where I'm like, why does the British press hate her so much? Because I feel like and maybe because I'm a fan of suits and I love who she is and what she stands for. But like, I just feel like, why would everyone hate her so much? And it's like literally, like you said, they criticize the way she's like held a baby. They criticize like the nail polish choices she's had. But I will say in all of this, uh, it seems like she is finding a lot of public figures supporting her. Katie Couric just uh, tweeted about like how much she was standing with Meghan Markle and supporting her. She had a very subtle post on the um, was it like House of Sussex uh, official Instagram page where she quoted Maya Angelou about 
uh, when women stand up, whether they realize it or not, they're standing up for all women. I mean, she's kind of putting some subtle things out there saying like, she's not going to be the stereotypical Royal. And I love it. I think it's great. I love that too. I think it's awesome. And I think people need to also just stop pitting Megan and Kate against each other. Like they're different. I mean, you can like both, you can like one more than it's just dumb. Like stop pitting them against each other. That also pisses me off with like the press and how people like, Oh, okay. You know what I mean? They're just different people. I mean, they, yeah. And they probably like aren't best friends because they, they grew up very different lives. They probably have very different views and outlook on life, but so do a lot of people in this world. I think like that doesn't mean to say that they're, they're not friendly with each other. They don't talk. I mean, they're, they're family, their kids are related to one another. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't like the pitting of each other. And it seems like they dissect everything about them in public too. Like they were clips of them at Wimbledon and it showed Megan leaning over to talk to Pippa. I'm like, she's giving Kate the cold shoulder. I'm like, or maybe she couldn't hear Pippa and just leaned in to hear what someone's saying in a loud sporting event. It just, it's so extra once again, just to take it to that level. It's just so dumb, but I do hope like, given the position that she's in and like the, I don't know like how easy access people have to her. You know what I mean? Like if I'm Oprah, can I just text Meghan Markle? Like, I don't know that you can. (laughs) I feel like, well, there's a lot of rumors saying that like, if this does continue, they might leave um, England. And I mean, technically it's a very weird twisted way now for Harry to become King. So there probably is no reason for him to stay. So maybe she could just go hang out with Oprah somewhere fancy on an <laughs> island. Um, I would love to see Megan and Oprah as best friends. I love oh, that. I think they probably are. I mean, she was at the wedding, so maybe they are. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> wedding had a, just like the Clooney's were there. I mean, what a great wedding. What a great wedding. Yep. If nothing else, all you Brits, I don't think we have a strong British following. We have a good Australian following. So any Australians <laughs> out there, thank you. But um, to the Brits, I mean, if you don't like her, that's all right. But when you look at that wedding, just think, you know, a London commoner would not have been able to get the the f- amount of uh, celebrities that Megan did. So enjoy that at least. But yes. uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode <laughs> and following along with us and um, liking and commenting on all of our stuff on Instagram and sending us messages. We love all the feedback we've been getting about things you like or things you wish we, we would include and so we um, continue to send us those dms and we will keep working on improving the podcast on our page um, but if you're not following us at real moms of bravo you should we post a lot of stuff to stories a lot of great bravo content some hot tea right as it spills we're pushing it out there and also make sure you're subscribing to us anywhere where you podcast so that you can stay up on uh, all of the weekly bravo events that we recap for you and we will catch you next week Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're a body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. 
You win. There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started?